Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to dive into a powerful, powerful interview with Brad Kenny. This guy is going to teach you, especially if you're a woman, to remember who you are, to remember your worth, your value, and to really create the man of your dreams in your life. And just in general, if you want to amp up, spice up your romantic life, dude, or woman, <laughs> stay tuned. Before we dive into that, I want to say thank you for tuning in, for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self. And uh, just taking one step at a time. I appreciate you being here and being on the journey with us. Next up, I'm going to put on the iTunes review of the week. And this week, it is by B. Swartz, no, Swartz B. 22 who says, win. Chris inspires by encouraging everyone to become the greatest possible self so you can become all that you were created to be. Swartzby22, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. Give us a review there. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Hit that subscribe button so you can get all the latest episodes and updates and keep growing into your GPS. Thank you so much for tuning in and giving that feedback. Next up, I'm going to be introducing Brad. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. It's going to be fire, and we're going to take everything that you are doing in your romantic life to the next level. So stick around all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything for you. Brad Kenny is a mind and heart set coach for healing from past relationships and is in Los Angeles, California. He's been cultivating his craft for the last 36 years through his personal and professional experience. As a trained and experienced mindset coach, he has tools and he understands how to support and guide you to create the life you imagine and get a renewed sense of self. He will work with you so you can have the relationship of your dreams and find your next great love. Working in the mindset coaching field has been a lifelong dream of his, and he now gets to support people as they change their lives forever. Oh my goodness gracious. Brad, we are bringing the heat. We are now live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self, brother. Thank you so much for being here, man. Hey, thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute honor to be able to share this space with you. Um, honestly, I'm so grateful to be able to uh, be shoulder to shoulder with guys like you who are out there just doing whatever they can to bring change into the world because, you know, especially. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Hey, um, your your headphone, I think the, the sound stopped coming through. I don't know if it's on, I don't think it's just on my end. Let's test that. Can't hear anything yet. Test that. Testing, testing. Nothing yet. We are getting Brad's sound back online. Nope, can't hear you. I see your lips moving. Oh, wait, I hear you. Wait. No, I thought I heard something. <laughs> I swear I did. <laughs> so fascinating. Who's just working? All right, so Brad is getting his audio fixed. Before that, I just want you to check in and ask yourself, how is your romantic life going? How are your relationships going? Do you feel like they are uh, on fire? Are, they, are you experiencing breakthroughs? Are you loving it? Or do you have room for growth? Just give yourself a little self-check. And this is, you know, it's so important to, to really recognize what are the patterns that are going on in our life. Ooh. I hear two brads. Testing. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Sorry, brother. Sorry. 
technical difficulties. Is, Laptop does not want to use Bluetooth. Is all perfect, man. All perfect. We're we are rocking and rolling, dude. Thanks, thanks all for right. being resilient and <laughs> moving oh, forward. Thanks for only, being patient. Yeah. It's the only option, man. Patient. We're moving forward. Especially this isn't a crisis per se, but uh, when life hands you lemons, these things, you know, what do we do with them? And the theme today, Brad, is using chaos and crises to fuel creation. What does that mean for you? Yeah. Man? yeah. Well, so the first thing that comes to mind is we get to shift, you know, um, like I, I posted something today on being in line at the grocery store. Um, so I shop at Ralph's grocery store, right? And it's a local retailer. Um, and so they had to, they had to modify their hours from eight in the morning till eight at night. So from eight at night till eight in the morning, they could restock their shelves because they were like completely bare. So I'm out in line. I'm thinking to myself, well, I could either be really um, negative and say this really sucks right now, or I could be really grateful that I've got a car, I've got money to buy groceries, I'm able to walk on my own and feel how cold it is, and I can feel the cold so my nerves are working. And I thought, what a great opportunity for me to share this with other people who are going through the same experience who maybe haven't done the internal work and they can go like, man, that really sucks right now. But it yeah. really doesn't because every all the companies are still producing food. Mm-hmm. Um, people are still delivering food. So we get to create a new mindset on how we can look at something versus think that it really sucks. I'm super scared right now. Um, and just really take a look at what this creates. You know? So I get to start talking with people in line that I didn't know before. Like I met a very nice young lady named Alex. And she works from home and she's like, whatever, man, I'm just here to get one. <laughs> and of course she ends up getting 10 as we pass each other like three times in the yeah. store. Right. <laughs> so that's, so being, being coming back to laser is just being able to create a new mindset and looking at something in a different way instead of going like, and falling into that fear mindset. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I love it. I love it, Brad. We're all about like really transforming what is into what, it best serves us what is the highest and best right. good and I, I love i love hearing what you're saying man tell us a little bit more about the the coaching that you're doing empowering people with their relationships and healing from past relationships that may not have been so great tell us a little bit more man so great question so the the work that i do is really working on how people view themselves mm. because a lot of times people go into relationships thinking that this person is going to help them to feel happy or better or whole And the thing that I remind people, especially women, um, is that they're already whole. They're they're, they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed. Um, There's nothing wrong with them. They were born a magnificent, beautiful creature, and that's who they still are. That's right. And a lot of times we get socialized and programmed into thinking that we're not and you know this is both men and women as we grow up our parents tell us don't do this don't do that and do this and do that and then society you know repeats that message and then we go to school and you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to get good grades and you're supposed to behave and you're supposed to follow this stay inside the lines and color inside the lines mm-hmm. and it starts to it starts to really um crush that individual that we are and when we want to express ourselves and we start to express ourselves in ways that are maybe different than most people. And then we, somebody puts the, the quash on that. And then we start thinking, Oh, that's bad. I'm a bad person for wanting to be that way. Mm-hmm. And you start heading into your personal and romantic relationship thinking, well, I'm a bad person. I hope they accept me, you know? And so you, so what happens is you start having this vibration, this energy, of I'm a bad person. I'm broken. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody loves me or I hope they accept me. Or if I, if I behave this way, then I'll be accepted. Right. And mm-hmm. so you start attracting that same type of energy because we're magnetic in that way. We start attracting people that bring us that message. But what that, what that message actually is, is a lesson to learn to break free from that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll just, I like to use myself as an example because I think that it's really powerful to, to have someone see it, that it's possible to break free from um, old mindset and old patterns and old messages. So, uh, for example, um, anyone can easily find this information. So this is not news, but I grew up in a very abusive house. Uh, my mom was very uh, abundant in her 
uh, deliberate attempts to redefine me as a person, as a child. And I'm just putting it in a very nice way. <laughs> Abundance. I love it. <laughs> um, I did not grow up trusting love from a woman like at all. It was very inconsistent, and most of the time I was just on guard for what's next. Yeah. And so the message I took from that, even though it was never used in these exact words, was something's wrong with you. You're a bad person. You're not really lovable unless you do this. Yeah. Right? So it took me years to, to unlearn all of that. Mm-hmm. And there, are that that voice that we hear, you're you're not lovable. You're a bad person because we all have that voice inside of us that tells us this. This person's not going to like you. If you do this, he's going to break up with you, or he's not going to like you, or whatever. Um, but it, it took years to unlearn that and to reprogram my mind into, into accepting and loving exactly who I am meant to be. And it, it, it's still an evolution. There is no end point to this. So I work with women on understanding you were born this amazing, beautiful, uh, just incredible creature. And you got delivered a message. It's not your fault because it was repeated so many times mm. that you can't help but accept it as true. And so as we grow older and we start giving ourselves different messages, um, like, for example, I just shared an article on Facebook that words can actually change our DNA. Yep. If you hear like mantras and positive affirmations, you can actually change your DNA. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza got hit by a car while riding his bicycle, it broke his back, I think, in six places. Yep. Right. Told he would never walk again. And he said, well, fuck that. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, ask for forgiveness later, right? Um, so, um, so he in the hospital began his meditation and on a quantum level started visualizing his back completely healed and in six months walked out of that hospital. Boom. So, just on that scale, if you can change your DNA and heal your broken back, Imagine what you can do to yourself with self-affirmations and positive affirmations and meditation to change just even your thoughts. Because our Mm. thoughts have power. And I do everything I can. I'll I'll cut this quick after this. um, To to share with my clients that the way that we talk with ourselves, even when we say we're joking, Mm. um, it's really – your brain doesn't know that you're joking. Nope. So if, if you say I'm fat or like, did this make me look fat or mm. things like that, those are powerful, powerful words. Yep. So that's what I do. I work on the mindset and the heart set for, for women to understand that they don't have to settle. Mm. They don't have to keep going out with the same guy, even though his face and name change. Mm. It's still the same mm. guy. Mm. Right. It's the same message that life will bring you until you learn that lesson. Damn. And they hear it. They hear it in everyday life. But when you live that, and you finally understand that, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually doing that. I, I'm dating the same guy over again. And even though I thought I was making different changes or different choices, pardon me, I thought I was making better choices. But here I am again. Whether it's they're a cheater or a liar or they can't commit or they they don't stay true to their word, there's always something out there. Yeah. That women keep choosing, even like highly, highly successful women. I know at least three, like seven figure women that either are single because they can't find the guy mm. or they choose the guy that isn't who they say they are. Mm. And then they go, oh, I went through that again. Like, I knew it. I knew it. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> guys are all the same. And technically guys are all the same. But there are some guys, there are some guys that are like have integrity. They're authentic. Yep. They're transparent. They're they're true to their word. They show up. They're evolved, and they're willing to evolve even more. It's just to be honest, and you know this, Chris. There's not that many out there. Right. Women are much more devoted to looking inward and going, okay, what what's going on? But women most often look, look inward, saying, "What's wrong with me?" Versus mm. where where can so if they just change it to say, "Where can I grow?" Versus what's wrong with me? It changes everything. Yeah, dude, this is this is gold, man. Uh, I want to I, I really like when I said um, like I'm right. I think that that's such a powerful um, 
kind of reaffirmation, reinforcement of what, what they're seeing, right? Like there's no good guys out there. I knew it. I knew it. Right. I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. What can a woman do if they feel like they keep experiencing that? Like, I think um, for, for me, like what I think might come up is like being even open to, to, to something different. Can you, can we dive into yeah. that, Brad? Sure. So the first thing I want everyone listening to this um, is, is it's, it's, steps is you don't just like flip a switch and you're magically changed and you start attracting like amazing people that's not <laughs> how it works <laughs> um i any any change that i've experienced that has been really deeply profound for me has been very very subtle yeah um i've done a lot of self-development work and what i usually find is when i've gone through a situation and i and it's been like an hour or a day or two days and i'll go like wait wait, wait a minute that that super stressful thing that I normally would have freaked out about, mm-hmm. I just walked. I just walked through that, but that took years of work. So what I will tell people is, give yourself grace and patience, and lots of forgiveness as you begin this journey. So first and foremost, remember grace, compassion, and forgiveness before you begin the journey of trying to change the way that you are in this world. The second thing is. Um, be willing to to see some things about yourself that you're not going to like, right? There are going to be, and most people don't want to do that work because what if I don't like what I see? Because the second thought is, what if I can't change that? Mm. What if I'm stuck like this forever? And I'll I'll be the first person to say, I used to think that way. Yep. I don't want to look inward because what if I don't like what I see? Because people think that that's who they are. This is how they are, and this is the way they're going to be. And some people actually say that I am who I am, and it's like, well, good for you. How's that working, mm. right? Mm. Um, but so when you start to take a look inward, just just look at it as information. It's not good or bad. Mm. We've learned, we've been cultured and socialized and programmed to put a label of good or bad on something. Yep. And it's not good or bad. Mm. It's just information. So, for example, girls that like to go out with bad boys, that's not good or bad. It's just a preference right now. Sure. It's edgy. It's uncertain. It, it fills them with that, that little bit of anxiety, which they associate with um, the intense feelings of love. Magic. Yeah. That's not, yeah. yeah that, and, ooh, that uncertainty. Ooh, does he like me? Does he not? Yeah. And then, okay, awesome for a little while <laughs> until he doesn't show up or doesn't call. Right. And, you know, and, and then he cheats on you or he lies about whatever. And, and then it's you like, ask, okay. how's, how's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you choose the next bad boy and you live the whole experience all over again. Yeah. So I'll, I like to recap um, and, and repeat. I love so it. I love it. Grace, compa- grace, compassion, and forgiveness as you start to look inward. As you start to look inward, just start to take a look at your patterns. What I usually ask people to do is take a look at your last significant relationships. If you had one or two or five, just list them. List the, list the people, list the qualities that they have, list your overall experience with them. On a scale of one to 10, with, um, with one being really shitty and 10 being super amazing, I may never have that experience again. Um, just list your overall experience of how you recall the relationship and do a, like a real genuine recollection not this fantasy oh he was so good i lost the love of my life even though maybe they stole your money cleaned out your bank account and crashed your car (laughs) you know just a real inventory of how that relationship was i'm working with a client right now who's going back and forth and back and forth oh he's amazing he shows up so powerfully oh my god he didn't even listen to me i'm not acknowledged i feel invalidated i feel Mm. unloved like okay well stop stop time out is this your fill? Is this your? I'm, I'm not going to digress because I can go hold down this a whole great. lot. No, this is great. So, again, grace, compassion, forgiveness. Do an inventory of your past relationships, your serious relationships that lasted, you know, over six months. Yeah. And then um, just take a look at your overall experience with those, right? Did they turn out the way you wanted to? What was great about them? What wasn't great about them? What worked? What didn't work? And then what do you want? What do you really want in a relationship? Write this down. Mm-hmm. Write, the, write what, how you want to feel in this relationship. Do you want to feel loved? 
You want to feel acknowledged, validated, um, wanted, desired. I mean, like desired, right? I was listening to um, Tony Robbins this morning, and he did an interview with, Do- I think it was Dr. Maxwell. She was brilliant. And I actually forwarded that podcast to my client so she could listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, this happens every once in a while. I lost my train of thought. So we were talking about inventory and relationships and yes, writing down, writing down what you want. Right. Yes. So, um, so writing down what you want and, and be specific. How do you want to feel loved, um, validated, wanted, desired, um, heard? All these things that, you know, most women really want. Guys can be like, hey, you know, if you hold my hand, we go out to dinner, we go out to a movie, we have sex, and, and that, I'm good. <laughs> and women want to feel heard and seen and valued and mm. respected, you know, all these different things that guys don't really get all the time. Mm. You know, I buy you flowers, I take you to dinner, I introduce you to my friends, what more do you want? Yeah. And women want women want it all. Women have this thing of they don't want to settle. And th- I think women confuse compromising with settling mm. because you you don't get everything with one person. You mm. you need intellectual stimulation. You need um, sexual you know stimulation. You need you know um, you need to feel safe financially. You need to feel safe emotionally. You need all these different things. But your person is not only unrealistic to expect that from one person, it's irresponsible Mm. to expect all these things to be given to you by one person. Mm. So um, I've studied, uh, there's a guy and his wife, um, Dr. John Gottman and his wife, um, Dr. Gottman up in uh, Washington State, they're out of University of Washington, world-renowned leaders in relationship studies. Mm. Um, and what he said, and he studied relationships um, on their success or failure percentage um, for four decades at least. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, and again, they're world recognized as leaders uh, on the success or failure rate of relationships. And they say that if you're getting 70% of what you want or need from your partner, you're winning. Wow. Wow. So if you're wow. if you're getting seventy percent awesome. of what you want from your partner, meaning you're seen, you're heard, you're validated, you feel safe, and and again, safe falls into mentally, psychologically, sexually, financially, emotionally. You feel safe with this person. You trust them to respect your sexual boundaries, your your spatial boundaries, your time boundaries. Yeah. You know, um, those are things that are really going to help a woman feel like they're guys in the relationship and they're seen and they're valued and their guy gets them right everybody wants somebody to get them women want men to get them more than men want women to get them Mm. Mm. men just aren't um and here's the thing i'm just going to throw this in there for all the women out there um a man will never tell you that he needs to feel safe in a relationship But he needs to feel safe in a relationship. He needs to know that he needs to know that you've got his back, that you're going to be loyal, that you're going to be faithful, that you're going to respect him. You're not going to throw him under the bus in front of your friends or his friends or his family. Um, So um, women out there, men need to feel safe that you're not going to just throw them under the bus at any given moment. but if, but if he's crossed a line somewhere, this is where you sure. get to have a talk. And I, and I set up a, I created a tool um, that I call uh, set your, set your man up for success. Mm. And what I mean by that is, I mean, is it okay to share that right Please. now? Please. I mean, yes. Yes. Like, right, like nonstop. Okay. So, so what I created was um, just a step-by-step process for if you feel something's not working in the relationship or if you feel if your feelings are hurt or if you feel that he did something wrong or he didn't keep his word or whatever might be going on, uh-huh. right? So the first thing that you want to do, and this for men as well, for anybody in a relationship, whether it's platonic, professional, or romantic, this will work for you, okay? So the first thing is to ask for permission to have a talk. To say, hey, I'd like to have a talk with you. Are you open to that? Yeah. And the second thing is to set a day and time. Right? Can we do that now? 
Can we do that tomorrow? Can we do that tonight? Can we do it this weekend? Because I know we're just crazy busy with the kids and all the activities. Can we do it this weekend? Yeah. Whatever, but set a day and time for the talk and stay committed to that. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, when you're there, make sure that there's no distractions, okay? That is just you and the other person that you're having to talk with. And they're focused. They're not distracted. The phones are put away. TV is off. If you want to have the stereo on, great. Um, but tell them what's going on. Tell them what's happening. Tell them what either tell them what's happening now or tell them what happened. Um, tell them how you feel about it. Mm. You were flirting with my best friend. Mm. I felt disrespected. I felt really hurt. I felt like you didn't see me, that I wasn't valued. I felt invalidated. I was humiliated, mm. right? And what I need is for you to not flirt with my friends. Mm. And then tell them why that's important because my friends see that as, you know, you crossing a boundary with them and now they're uncomfortable being around me and you. Mm. That hurts me. And that feel really hurt and it's affecting my relationships. Or whatever it's doing. I'm just right. throwing out examples. Yeah, right? it's gold. Yeah. So, um, and then tell them what you need again is I need you to respect my boundaries. I need you to make me the, um, I need you to put me in the spotlight. When, when, when we're at a party and when we're out together, I need to be the sole focus of your attention. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to separate and we're going to go, we're going to go mingle and we're, we're going to mingle together and we're, and we're going to mingle separately. Mm-hmm. But I need to know that when I'm looking across the room at you and then you look across the room at me, we have that, that connection and that it's us. Mm. We're, we're separate and we're bringing our different experiences back together to enhance a relationship. Yeah. But when I look across the room, I see you and the way that you look at me tells me everything. Mm. Right. And that's, that's the things that you can tell the, your person that you need. Dude, that's, you know, that's and, so, and, so gold, Brad. Like I literally am picturing this in my mind, like how picturesque the example is and, and like what a woman would be feeling in that experience and like yeah. what it would feel like if the guy didn't look back and he was just over there chatting away with some beautiful woman, right? <laughs> like what or, thoughts yeah. that could create. <laughs> yeah, or, or his bros. Like he's just, he's just yucking it up, sure, you know, he's sure. having a beer with his bros. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's whatever it is. Because, right. And I'll, again, I just love giving examples. So yeah. for example, um, I've had this a few times where, um, because when I'm in a relationship, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. I'm like all in. And so uh, in my last serious relationship in Seattle before I moved to California, um, I went out with this just amazing person. Like amazing. Um, smartest person I've ever met still. Um, kind, generous, funny, giving. Um, beautiful, ridiculous, beautiful. Yeah. Right? And so she loved to go shopping at Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not a big shopper, but whatever, you know, there's, I mean, I'll go to Nordstrom and I can look at all the beautiful things and the, and the beautiful people and I get to spend time with you. So, okay. So I, I went, right. <laughs> so, so I, I go and after a while I get kind of bored just sitting there waiting for her to do her thing. Cause she loves shoes and she loves makeup and all the things. And so I go, I'll go walk around and I'm okay. I've been about an hour. There should be enough time, right? And I'll go and I'll go back and where I think she's going to be. And I'll go like, damn, that girl's beautiful. And I'll look again. Oh my God, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and that's, and that's how I want my person to feel is wow. I want them to understand that when I see them, I like, I mean, I, I see not only this beautiful, physically beautiful person, yeah. but this like spiritually and soulfully yeah. beautiful person. And so, that's what you get to tell your person that you need. If that's what you need, if that's what you want, you get to cultivate that. And so the next step is after telling them what you need, tell them how it would feel mm. if you if they were able to provide that. I would feel so good. I would feel so safe. I would mm. feel so grounded. I would feel wanted and loved. I would feel empowered. I would feel able to love you more. You know, all these things, I, this is how, this is how important it is. And this is how it would make me feel. Mm. And I'm using that phrase and it's really in a, kind of inappropriate because nothing can make us and no one can make us feel something, but I can choose to feel empowered and loved, but that's yes. how it affects us. It, it somehow has this, this power to just like infuse us yep. with energy and power. When we see that look 
like when your girl looked at you and you know that look you're like man i'm the shit right now i am so cool and you know that look because you, she looked at you and you were like and you stand like an inch taller like oh, i'm a fucking shit yeah you know that <laughs> so so and then tell them why it's important to feel that way so tell them why why, how it would make you feel and then tell them why it's important and it's important for me to feel loved because it helps me to feel secure yep. it's important to feel acknowledged because it allows me to feel like I can communicate with you because you hear what because you hear what I have to say mm. and I know that you're listening right because of your responses and your questions I know that you're listening so I feel acknowledged and I feel validated and I feel heard and I feel safe and I feel grounded and I feel connected I feel connected with you right and that's why it's important for this to happen for me with you and then ask them can you do this for me can you provide these things for me can you not flirt with my friends can you not spend so much time with your bros Mm. right yeah those are the things and then ask them can you provide those for me Mm. and then based on their response you know you can choose okay he said yes great and if he says no that's a whole different response. That might be for a whole, whole, whole other conversation. Um, and then make sure and say thank you. Mm. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And what do you need from me? Mm. Because it's not a lot about it's not all about you. Mm. It's about it's it's a partnership. It's what do you need from me? Because I'm in it for you as well. Yep. Yep. So those are the things, and I'm That's happy huge. to send that to you. Yeah. Um, and and I'm happy to, if anybody wants it, just let me know. I will send them. The, it's a simple PDF, but I can send to you that has these simple steps on how to set your person up for success, and that's mm. what it's called: set your person up for success. Dude. And it's just a great way to follow these steps, and it's it works communication gold relationship gold man i love i love like everything that i'm here and i would say i'm i'm super blessed and super grateful to have a powerful relationship with another powerhouse woman you know and not everyone wants their their person to be like driven and successful and you know powerful and a leader i think for a lot of people who are tuning in though um we want that that partner in co-creation and someone who's competent, someone who's effective at whatever it is that they want to do, or at least on the journey, you know, they're like, I'm working at being the best version of myself. And that could be look like baking. And I love to bake. I love to be a home homemaker. I love to be a mom, you know, like I'm a, I'm a killer mom, you know, like that could be it. It also could be, you know, a man who just wants to work with, with tools and be a great, you know, handyman. Like that's, that's the thing the man wants to do or, you know, anywhere in between. And I think it's super important that we find someone who's excited to be growing on that journey. And when there's the excitement, when there's the pull of the direction, then there's a willingness to learn the communication skills so that we can thrive and both get to our place together. But it really takes yeah. being able to communicate who we are, what's important to us, what what matters, and then where we're going. Does that line up? Are our values the same? And okay, now let's go let's go travel, let's go to adventure together. And as things come up, how do we respond? How do we handle those situations? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and one thing, you know, I've I've been talking with um a lot of people and you know someone doesn't have to be on this spiritual growth path Mm. to be a good partner Mm. you know um, i think that there are some people that are just naturally inclined to know how to be in partnership with somebody Mm. you know i did not receive good examples of what a great partnership looks like in relationship Um, but there are some people that do Mm. um so there's a there's um a book that I read that changed everything for me in how I saw myself show up in relationships, yeah. romantic relationships, right? And it's called Attached. Yeah. And the 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 new science of adult attachment in relationships, how to find and keep love. Wow. And what it talks about is different attachment styles that people have. And there's the anxious, there's the secure, and there's the avoidant. And then there's a kind of a fourth one where it's a combination of anxious and avoidant and it's a very small percentage of people that fall into that 
But I have what is called the anxious attachment style. And people that have that have a um, an upbringing where love was very inconsistent. Mm. Like for me, there was a lot of um, emotional, physical, and verbal abuse from my mom. And don't get me wrong, people. My mom was also very, very amazing. Um, she just happened to be very inconsistent. Um, as we got older, we reconciled and had an amazing relationship. But in the very formative years, not so amazing. So, <laughs> but that contributes to not not having any kind of secure foundation. Mm. And so you're all you're always waiting for the shoe to drop. You're always waiting for the person to break up with you or cheat on you or lie to you or do something that proves that you're not worthy of being loved. Mm. That's the anxious and attachment style. That's that's the anxious attachment style. Um, so what that means is the anxious attachment style person will make every build everything around the relationship. Mm. Everything revolves around the relationship. Their schedule, um, their job, a lot of different things will be focused. How do I fit everything around this relationship versus wow. how do I incorporate the relationship into my life and see yeah. if it works? So yeah. it's it's a little bit reversed, right? Um, and you can work your way through that. It's taken me a long time and a lot of work, like really, really laser focused work yep. on me to stay in that secure mindset. And and for anyone who's out there, we all have our moments where we're not in that secure mindset. Sure. It doesn't stick with you. You're always going to have that default attachment style. And so the next style is secure. So you've got people that have Love will always be there. I will always love you. There's nothing you can do that will ever have me not love you. Mm -hmm. And that's what they grew up with. So when they go into friendships or relationships or into the workplace, people are going to love me because why wouldn't they? That's what I experienced. And so these people have been taught from the word go how to be in relationship and how to work out problems. Mm -hmm. Whereas the anxious attachment style, it's yelling and screaming and acting like a child and cold shoulder and all these other things that don't really work. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the secure people um, tend to stay in relationship longer or the longest, mm. you know, usually for life and um, not always, but usually. Yeah. And then you, then you have the avoidant people and those people grew up. So they, they, they typically turn out this way for one of two reasons. One is their parents were very indifferent, not mm. a lot of affection shown. So um, children are seen, not heard, right? Mm -hmm. And like, like, and so um, any sort of display of intimacy, whether it's emotional or physical, is very difficult for them to, to process. Mm -hmm. So they may use sex as a way to avoid emotional intimacy, mm -hmm. or they may not want to have any kind of physical intimacy either. And that happens either because of the way their parents were, or they had a really traumatic breakup. So they don't want to expose themselves to that again. And I so actually like experienced don't, that. Don't don't get too close to someone so that like they yeah. just sleep around and and like for example, that's one example. Like the women that's who sleep what, around is like, well, I'm just yeah. going to be physically intimate, but not actually yeah. spiritually, phys uh, emotionally, mentally intimate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's an avoidant way. They don't have to worry about the emotional intimacy and and being vulnerable yep. emotionally and spiritually again. So that's a safe place for them. So um, my last serious relationship in California was with a woman who had a horrible breakup mm. with this guy for a long time and ended up cheating and then leaving the person I was dating for another person and then having a child with them. And so the life that she thought she was going to be living, he ended up living with somebody else. Wow. And, and she was, I mean, she, again, she's an amazing person. Funny, smart, driven, very successful, um, beautiful, all the things, um, just really wrapped up in the I can't ever be hurt ever again wow. uh, bl blanket and um, always throwing out something to to keep me at a distance. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're, as long as you want to stay out there, you're good. I'm over here. You're over there. We can have... You know, physical intimacy, and that's awesome, but we're, we're not going to go into the emotional intimacy very far. I'll go this far with you, but that that's about it. And I eventually had to acknowledge that she just wasn't ready and I had to walk away from that. Um, 
and you know me being all in that was that was a really painful experience for me yeah because i think i'm pretty fucking amazing and yep. own it own it <laughs> love it and it was really it was really challenging for me to be all in and and want to give absolutely everything and this person not be there and this might relate to somebody listening now is them wanting to be all in and their their person just isn't there mm. you just you just have to acknowledge that it's it's it may never happen and it's not the best situation because I ended up going on an anxiety medication. I was questioning everything. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because there was, I have one gift that's really, really powerful. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I stuck around is I, I'm an empath mm-hmm. and I, one the very first night that we met, we, uh, as she's walking towards me, um, you, you've seen the matrix, right? Yep. So when Neo gets information downloaded into his brain, yep. so as this person is walking towards me, I get this download and, and it says, you're going to be a couple. I said, oh, okay. Yes. Because that's happened. That, that's <laughs> happened for me before. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. This is cool. She's beautiful. Let's hope she's beautiful on the inside too. Okay. Yep. And, and she was, but she was also very guarded and she mm-hmm. wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of me. I mean, that's my failure to recognize it earlier yeah um so that's on me as well that isn't just on her that's also on me because i chose to stick with that situation hoping i could somehow convince her that i'm so amazing that she'll one day see it mm. and we'll we'll be this magical powerful couple and it, it, it just never happened she just wasn't ready I want, to, I want to ask a question. Um, I see myself as more of the secure uh, type because I had great role models. So super, super thank you. Thank you, God. M- me choosing this body, this journey. Thank you. <laughs> you know, all the, all yeah. the alignment. Um, but, yeah. uh, and um, I feel like when it comes to uh, relationships with friends and with, um, you know, like clients, people, building business, things like that. I feel afraid of rejection um, as like a big thing, but with with like Petia and with women, I don't know. Maybe that was there, but like once I I, I experienced the love and could trust someone, then I just like went super deep. I'm curious: is there attachment styles for both romantic relationships as well as like casual friendships and things like that? Well, I would first ask you. Well, so number one, how is your relationship with your mom? It's great. It's great, super great. Right? Has it always been great? Uh, yeah, she's always been an angel. Always like okay. loved me. Okay. And what about your with your dad? Has uh, it always it, been great. It's, it's. I know he's always loved me. It's been a little bit more rocky, and um, you know, just like okay. more more intensity, intense emotions. Sometimes being afraid sure. of him and his his strength, okay, sure. his size, things like that. Okay. Right. Okay. And so, do you find that your uh, platonic relationships that you're you're afraid of rejection are with men or with women? Uh, definitely more so men, definitely more men. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to share with you that, you know, um, <laughs> and this, this, I've, I've, I've written, uh, I've co-authored a book, um, that talks about my journey and I've been interviewed by a magazine and other podcasts. And so I'm just, this is information that's already out there. So, um, I'm going to share with you that, um, when I was 11 and a half, I have four, I have four brothers. Um, I'm one of five boys. Wow. Um, and every ounce of boy in every single one of us, we've, it was amazing experience for my mama, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and so my parents literally fought every day. Wow. There, I don't remember a day of not fighting, yeah. um, throwing cups and knives and silverware and plates. Um, my dad dodging shit like all the time. <laughs> Um, Matrix. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, dude. It, it, yeah, if only he had seen the movie. Um, so uh, we we lived in Boise, Idaho, for the most formative years of my life. So like from two to eleven, eleven and a half, and then um, my parents informed us that we were moving to California. And so my dad was going to leave first because for his job, and he was going to go find a house for us and buy, and we were all going to move into the house and all the things, right? So that's what we did. Um, and I thought, I mean, this, that this house was amazing. It was like this it, huge. It, it was built like a fort for kids, but also for adults. Uh, so, so much fun. Right. But tons, the fighting did not stop. My dad left. 
um, and then came back. And then my mom decided that she wanted to leave and not tell anybody where she was going. Um, so she was gone for, I think, like three to five days. And nobody knew where she was or if she was coming back. And these were not in the days of cell phones. So nobody knew anything. Mm. So um, when she finally came back, we were informed that we would have to choose who to live with. Um, and it was that classic horrible movie scene where they're kneeling next to you and, and both parents are there and you're having to decide who you want to live with. That like classic horrible, don't ever put your child through that scene that oh my gosh. We, all, we all got put through. So I decided to stay with my mom. Um, but here's what happened. We went grocery shopping one day. Um I forget how many of us, but it was me and my mom and I think two of my other brothers or something like that. So we come home and I, I remember this like vividly. These people were walking out of our house and my mom walked up to them and said, what are you doing in my house? And they looked at us with that side dog mannerism <laughs> where, they, where they're like super confused and they go like, your house, we just bought it. Mm. Well, my dad had sold the house out from underneath us without telling us. Wow. And that's how we found out that we're moving to Seattle. Yeah. So I grew up. So my dad was never really physically present around the house. Very, He traveled a lot. He had his own band. And he, he sold musical instruments. He was gone a lot yeah. um, growing up. So from age two to 11 and a half, don't have a lot of memories of my dad being around. So number one, there's that. Number two, whenever my mom would start screaming and hitting and yelling, um, he never stood in. He never stopped it. Um, so there's no protection. There's no feeling like I'm really safe around a man. So my point in all of this is if you felt intimidated by your dad and not really connected, it's no wonder that you have this thing with other guys that... I wonder, because I used to think that too. I, I, why make friends with guys? They're going to leave me anyway. Mm. I mean, even my guy friends, they were, my, my guy friends ended up, well, I mean, typical guy friends where they're constantly berating each other, right? In high school, that's what we do. Right. 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 So but I, I've learned to choose very wisely in who I surround myself with. And it's only taken me like a, a fuck ton of years, but I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a metric but fuck ton <laughs> i know seriously baker's dozen um but so i would encourage you to take a look at that and mm. and what i what i did for me was um, a lot of inner inner work and i know that you're familiar with this and i started doing some emdr work recently and it it has changed everything for me. My level of engagement on Facebook has literally skyrocketed wow. after this particular uh, style of treatment. It's called EMDR. Wow. You might be familiar with it. Um, but it's, it's primarily used for post-traumatic stress disorder, mm -hmm. for people that have had like a super traumatic uh, experience, like uh, maybe being held at a gunpoint or a car crash or um, being raped or shot or or coming back from afghanistan or iraq or something like that where you've got this horrible thing that happened to you well they've had one experience of that like um oklahoma city bombing or 9 11 yeah. you know a one-time occurrence but it's super traumatic right so there's usually only like a one or two layers to work through with that versus someone like me who's had 15 years of abuse to peel away. So, um, and it, what it does is that it really helps you to, un it, what it does is it separates the emotional pain from the traumatic event. Mm. So you can, you can now look back on that event and go like, wow, that was, that was fucked up, <laughs> but not, <laughs> but not get caught up in the emotion about it. Yeah. Not, not, ang not angry at your parents or not sad or scared or hurt or mm. whatever. You can, you can look at it now and like, Oh, wow. Oh, that was fucked up. And then not not be triggered about it. Yes. So yeah, Go. so that that's the work that I Go. encourage other people to do. Yeah. This is this is awesome, man. I love it. And um I think it's like clearing out that 
that past is so, so key um, to be able to rewrite those stories, to be able to create a new identity of who we want to be, who we choose to be. Um, And then also it's like both that, that past work and then in the present moment, being responsible for what we've already learned and also being responsible for whatever comes up in that moment, because we can do all the past work in the world, but if we're not actually going out there and building relationships and, you know, practicing communication and like falling in love, so to speak, or, you know, really giving a a relationship a shot, then it's like, we're just playing on the sideline. We're staying on the sidelines and not actually on the court, man. Yeah. We're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, um, not physically, obviously, but, um, you were preventing ourselves from really fully living. And one of the, one of the things I learned, um, so in 2012, my best friend was murdered. And then four months later, my mom committed suicide. So, um, what I, what I chose to do after that was like, well, fuck, I've got one life. How do I want to live the rest of my life? Wow. I don't want to be that guy on my deathbed going, I wish I would. Hmm. So I booked a flight to Thailand and I flew to Thailand by myself and took a trip by myself and got super uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and, and I came, I came back and I quit my job. I sold my house. I cashed out my 401ks and I started my own business because I knew that I was not living up to my potential. Hmm. I fucking knew it. And it was gradually making me more and more depressed. So my point in bringing this up is for anyone listening, it's time. You're listening to this podcast for a reason. This is no accident that you're listening to this podcast right now. It's time to start making the changes that are going to benefit you and finding what makes you happy. And what makes you happy is being true to yourself. But you can't be true to yourself if you don't know who you are. So take inventory of what you really fucking want and, and then own that. Mm-hmm. Like It's okay for me to like girls or like girls and boys or whatever I like, sure. you know, in romantic relationships, but be true to yourself, but find out who you really are and be willing to find some stuff that you might not like. Yeah. You know, I, I love, I love that you said that at the end, because um, when I was 21, I started off thinking, well, I want to have multiple women in my life. I want a wife and I want multiple women. And like, that's, that's, I want to be the player, right? I want to, I want to like right, live right, this right. baller life. That, that was success in relationships to me. And it was totally out of egos, totally out of insecurities. And over time, I was just like, wait a second, like handling one person and like building that oh strong, God. beautiful, powerful relationship. That's work enough. Like, why would I? Why would I like want more yeah. than that? You know, and and um, it's so interesting because I gave myself permission first to write that down that I wanted, you know, like multiple women, right? And I was like, okay, let's let's like just if I had the fantasy, okay, let's put it down. And then over time, I just saw that like, wait, that's not my real authentic self. That's not really what my heart wants. Like I want one woman who I can pour everything into, like you said, like all in, you know? And I think um, when we give ourselves permission to say, well, that would be nice or yeah, let's, let's try that on. Let's, let's wear that fantasy. Let's wear that. um, If I could have it any way I want, if I had a magic wand, how would I want it to be? And test it out and feel it out. And I think over time, you just start to you look at it and you're thinking about it. And you're thinking about it. And you're thinking about it. And you're like, something feels off about that. You know, I had it, I had it literally on a, a statement of purpose, like my life vision. And I kept looking at it. I kept re- saying it out loud. And I was like, every time I said it, I was like, wait, something's off. Like, this isn't, this isn't who yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the same thing. I lived that kind of life for a while. And it was, you know, and... I would, I would convince myself that it was working. Mm. Mm. I would convince myself it's enough. Mm. And I, I was that guy for a while. I was like, as long as you're out here and I'm right over here mm. and you don't want to get any closer, I'm okay with that. Because mm. I didn't want to be vulnerable emotionally. Now um, I've learned that um, not only was I um, shutting other people out, I was closing myself off from myself. And a lot of people don't want to take that time to to look inward and go, okay, so who am I really? Yeah. What do I really want? And then start to own that. And I, I promise you, anyone who's listening, once you do that, once you own who you really are and you really embrace that, it will change everything for you. It will bring the people that you want to date. It will, you will constantly be up-leveling who you date. 
I have been constantly up leveling um, since I walked away from that relationship in San Diego mm-hmm. because I, I, um, it was an epiphany. It was one of the, it was one of the very, very few times in my life where I've had a huge aha moment and it changed everything for me. And I have been up leveling ever since. And I've, I've also been intentionally single, but I still date, um, without sex because mm-hmm. I've learned that, um, as an anxious attachment style person, yeah. I want intimacy and deep connection so badly that I just jump in or I should say I used to, mm-hmm. I used to jump in and say, okay, let's, let's have this deep connection. Right. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. You know, trust is built a little bit at a time. Yeah. And I've, I've had friends that say, I either trust or I don't. Well, okay. Do you trust me holding your $10,000? Well, no. Okay. Well then you don't trust because mm-hmm. you're black and white and that's not how trust works. Yeah. Right. Trust works a little bit at a time. And you slowly start revealing yourself more and more. You start unwrapping it. Now, there are people that say, well, it's like peeling an onion. Like, well, I like to say it's like unwrapping a present that's been wrapped multiple times. So you, mm. you constantly, you're unwrapping a present. You're unwrapping a present and you're unwrapping the present of yourself, mm. right? And at some point, you're, you're fully unwrapped and you're fully vulnerable and you're fully exposed and you're fully present and aware and in it. So that's that's what I would tell people also is you learn to trust a little bit at a time. Yeah. And there are some people that you absolutely – like here, I just want to share this thing that just came to me. Because yeah. the lesson that I learned from the relationship in San Diego was that download I got was like, oh, what happened was I recognized her energy as mm. someone that would cause me to face my – my my anxious attachment style and, yes. and, the, and the relationship that i had with my mom right mm-hmm. now she wasn't physically abusive or didn't yell or scream she was much more evolved than that mm-hmm. but the feeling that mm-hmm. energetic feeling of i don't want to get too close to you mm-hmm. because my mom and i were not close until i was like 20 21 22 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but that energetic feeling that because we're energy, you're energy, I'm energy. We're we get along because we're we're we on the same vibration, yep. right? As woo woo as that sounds, <laughs> um, when when somebody meets someone they, and they have that feeling like, oh my god, I know this person. We are so connected. Like we connected like right from the start. Mm. Well, what you did is you you recognized energy from before. Yep. And if you're a secure person who's had amazing upbringing. I will always love you. Love will always be around. There's nothing you can do that would ever keep me from loving you. Mm. You're going to recognize secure energy being around you. Wow. And if you're anxious, you typically get drawn to avoidant people. You don't get right. attached to anxious people. You get a, you get you get drawn to avoidant people because if you can get them to love you, then you're lovable. If I could get this person who's constantly pushing me away to love me, then I must be lovable. Then I must be worthy of being loved. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way it works. And you get caught in what is called the anxious avoidant trap. You want to be close, which causes them to want to push away. And you want to be even closer because now you're triggered and you're super anxious because they pushed you away. Like, what's wrong? And then they want to get further away from you and you go through this vicious cycle, right? So that feeling of knowing somebody, like, like I've known them all my life. Right. Well, you recognize the energy that they bring. So my encouragement, if anyone feels like, oh, my God, I've known this person all my life. Be very careful with that feeling. (laughs) Because what you're recognizing is energy. Wow. That feels the same as what you know, what, what you've dealt with before. Dude, that's massive. Yeah. And I, and I, it took me a long time to learn that. So when I get downloads now, I go, awesome, but let's take it slow this time. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's see what the lesson is before I dive all in. And so I've, it's taken me a while, but now I go, okay. You know, cause I was, I was all in, I was in sexually, I was in emotionally, I was in, you know, all the things. And then I would, then I would freak out. Because I go, I don't know this person. Can I really trust them? Are they going to mm-hmm. cheat on me? Are they going to lie to me? And like, I'm at all these things. And, and now I, I can go, okay, I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. That's quite obvious. Mm-hmm. And once I have sex with you, I'm attached. Mm-hmm. Once I have sex with you, I am bonded with you. And that's just, that's, and that's again, that's energy. You, yeah. 
exchange energy and now you're bonded. And, and for me, being an empath, I'm so now I'm super careful. And so for anyone else who identify anyone else who identifies with that, yeah. Yeah. Just be very careful with yourself and just notice that um there's there's so many different rabbit holes we could go down here. So I just want to try and hit some of the major highlights and lessons that I've learned and things that I share with my clients is it's eight o'clock. So we're, we're there. I was like, <laughs> and I got, are we about to let this got, rip? <laughs> I know. I was like, how much time do I have? Can Dude, we, if, if, like, if you got, if you got we, some solid, do? if you got some solid gold nuggets, bring it, bring it home with it, man. Drive it home. All right. So I just, I just want to just recap really quickly. So if you missed everything else, this is what you need to know. If you're going to want to make different changes in who you, I, who you go out with, look internally. Give yourself patience, grace, and forgiveness. No, compassion, grace, and forgiveness um, when you start to look inward because you're going to find some stuff that you don't like. And that's okay. It's still who you are. You still get to embrace that as a quality that makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have an issue with somebody, um, typically for your romantic partner, you want to get it resolved in a way that has them feeling like, there's no way. If I follow this roadmap they just gave me, I can't fail. It's a roadmap for setting your partner up for success. So permission to have the talk, set a day and time for the talk, tell them what happened or what's happening and how you feel about it. Tell them, tell them um, what you need and give examples. I need you to take me out. I need you to make me the spotlight when we're out with your friends. Um, tell them how that would make you feel if he gave that to you. Um, tell him why it's important to have those feelings about what he's doing. And then ask him, can he provide that for you? And then thank him. And then ask him what he needs from you because it's a partnership. And then last thing is when you when you meet somebody and you feel like that energy, that excitement that I've known this person all my life, be careful because if you chose if you've chosen poorly before, you're recognizing energy that that has been in your life before and it's it's being presented to you for a reason, for a lesson to learn of how to never make that same choice ever again. And I'm done. Fire, dude, Brad. That that is gold. And I know we've just scratched the surface, man. We've really just oh, yeah. been talking about like relationships and you know self worth, self healing, uh, self identification of who we are, what type of person we are. But I know you got like so much more to give to help someone transform their life and create the reality of their dreams, man. So let's tell our audience, especially the women out there who want to connect with you, how can they do that? How can they take those steps with you, bro? Okay, thank you. So um, the, the easiest way is to find me on Facebook. That's where I put almost all of my content out on. And you can find me personally. That's where, honestly, most of the engagement is on my personal page right now. Okay. Um, so just find me, Brad Kenny. Um, and then I'm in Los Angeles, so it's super easy to find me. Um, and then you can also find me, Brad Kenny Coaching, on Facebook. That's even easier to find me. If um, they want to go to my Facebook page, they can book a free call with me. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy to do a free call with someone and just kind of dive in real quickly on what's going on for them and what they want. And then, base if they want to work with me, we can take a look at what that looks like. But the first call is absolutely free. Um, and then I'm happy to share tools with them on that call. So even if they don't want to work with me, they're going to get at least one or two or three tools based on how the call goes um, and what they can take and start utilizing like, like right away and start seeing change right away. Dude, gold. I love it. So search Brad Kenny. Find this epic human being. Stay connected with his great energy, his wisdom. And Brad, dude, thank you so much for being here, man. All right. Thank you. Chris, it's an honor. It's an honor. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Dude, so stoked for our growth, for for those next steps, and and just like this this phase and the season of life that you're in, man. It it is so beautiful. So I just, uh, I'm rooting for you in such a big way, like stepping into greatness, serving so many people, man. So keep up the heat, okay? Yeah, you too, man. I, I appreciate you having this opportunity for so many people because you are you are a leader, and we need more leaders like you. Thank you, brother. We'll see you soon, okay? All right, see you soon. Love you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. 
What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.